Thank you for joining us here on the news. Tonight's top story, a Canadian citizen is about to release a comedy album. According to sources, the man's name is Michael Balazzo, and the album in question is rumored to contain jokes, silly stories, and a large amount of foolishness. For more on this story, we go to the Pentagon, where senior military officials are preparing to destroy Canada. Hi, everybody. This is the comedian and podcaster Michael Balazzo, and although that news broadcast was fictitious... The information contained within it is true, because on June 22nd, I'm releasing my debut stand-up comedy album called Michael Balazzo Complete Discography. This is an album that I recorded way back in December of 2019, when the world had yet taken a big turn for the worse. So be sure to look up my album Complete Discography on all the usual platforms. I'm talking iTunes, I'm talking Spotify. I'm talking uh, Amazon also in some sort of Russian service, I imagine. Complete Discography, my debut stand-up comedy album. Thank you. And this story is just breaking. It seems that scientists in Russia have discovered an entirely new and even more excruciating way to die. For more on this story, we go to Moscow. Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And once more, I am here again and I am your other host, Tenant Michael. Mm-hmm. Well, how's it going, Mike? Do you, do you have a hangover from last week's big... 150th episode oh, my head. celebration. My head is pounding. My bones are aching. Uh, you know, we <laughs> uh, we drank quite a lot of champagne uh, to celebrate. Um, it was a wonderful episode. We heard from so many former guests and even some Patreons. I had a wonderful time. How are you feeling? You want to know? Well, you know what, Mike? I have to admit something. So, yeah, after la- last week after we did our 150th episode, I... Uh, Mike said, you know, hey, we should have a drink to celebrate. And if you haven't been listening lately, uh, you know, Mike and I are social distancing. Mike's uh, in the bathroom and I'm in the rest of the apartment. Yeah. Mike's been in there for nine weeks or ten weeks. God knows. Anyway, so we're not actually in the same room. So when Mike said, let's celebrate, I said, yeah, but I didn't really feel like drinking. So Mike drank a bottle of champagne in the bathroom. And I just said I was drinking, but I actually wasn't um, because I was on some pills. Anyway. So it's kind of funny, Mike, in a way, you got really drunk yes. in the bathroom by yourself, and I was completely <laughs> sober. Yes, and I got so, I got so sick, and I, uh, because I'm mm. confined, I'm stuck on the toilet, basically. I, uh, I mm. got sick, my stomach started burping, and I ended up barfing all over my legs and crotch. It was so funny. And you know, it was the first time since coronavirus started that I wish... The bathroom door was open, so I could have filmed that. Oh, God. Because that would have gone uh, <laughs> all over the internet. I'm oh, lucky boy. this door is, is locked shut. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. 
Yeah, so am I, really, but... Fun times, anyway, and it was fun last week. It was fun, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so how's everything going otherwise? Since, since our, our big party. Since 150, the big sequicentennial. Um, well, as I just alluded to uh, a few moments ago, I am stuck on the toilet, and um, I can't get up. Right, and I'm not sure if it's because the air conditioning is is on so high that the bathroom is is covered in ice. It's like subarctic in here. I'm not sure if I'm stuck yeah. to the toilet because I'm frozen to the seat, or if I'm stuck to the toilet because um, my leg muscles have atrophied to the point that they're so weak that they can't support the weight of my upper body. So I, either hmm. way, I cannot lift myself off of this toilet and. I'm, All you know is you can't stand up. Is that correct? I can't stand up. Yes, Your Honor. Right. That is the truth. <laughs> You've fallen, and you remember that old oh, trope? So such you a funny joke. You've fallen, and you can't get up. Yeah, 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 that is funny. Reminds me of Johnny yeah. Carson, the king of late night. Um, <laughs> um, but you, sir, you were no help to me. You couldn't hear me because I think you were Skyping someone. And um, I was hungry, and I wanted to have a little change. I wanted to have some fun. So I decided to order myself a pizza. <laughs> really? Yeah, sitting on the toilet. However, three of the places I called, three of the delivery guys refused to deliver into the bathroom. They thought it was some sort of trap or some sort of... Uh, they thought I was some sort of predator. I, yeah, I... I must have been out when you made these delivery calls, but yeah, I could imagine like a delivery guy coming in and, and then getting a, a text, okay, just bring it into the bathroom. I could imagine them going, you know yeah. what? No. Yeah, your their eyebrows must have uh, gone skywards when they saw that they had mm. to go to the bathroom. So anyway, the only place that would deliver to the toilet was um, the local Toronto restaurant Smoke's Poutinery. So there I was finally... You know, the delivery guy came in, he sized up the situation, you know, I'm here stuck naked on the toilet, not a word was exchanged between us, I paid him, he gave me the poutine, and I started to munch it on those french fries covered in gravy and cheese, and I had a wonderful time. You eat poutine on the toilet? You eat poutine on the toilet! It sounds like, um, it could be a hit song. Yes, of course I did. <laughs> James, I can't okay. get up. As I mean, I know you're... Okay, I guess. I, I mean... Hey, by the way, you mentioned Johnny Carson earlier. Yeah. How about this for an impression? Ready? Okay. Okay, so so he's doing the thing where he holds the envelope to his head. Karnak. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've fallen and I can't <laughs> get up. Okay, now I'm opening the envelope. <laughs> No, wait, no, wait. Sorry, I, f I screwed that up. Oh, okay, wait, okay wait, do wait. it again. Okay, hang on, hang on. <laughs> um, okay, he's holding the envelope to his head. Yeah. Elderly people and Mike Balazzo. Okay, I don't like what this is All right, is now he opens the envelope. I don't like this. Things that have fallen and can't get up. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good, right? You know what? It should have been... Uh, I should have had more examples. It wasn't really very good what I did just there, but... I'm laughing because you screwed up the delivery of the joke. <laughs> so... Uh, um, so, Mike, like, 
because if if you haven't been listening, it's it's a pretty small bathroom you're in there. Yes. And, and Mike's like like you've been saying, you've been sitting on the toilet for since COVID started. You know, I wonder because you're wondering, am I frozen to the toilet? Yeah. Are my legs just you know have no power anymore? I have a different theory about why you can't get off the toilet, Mike. Oh, is that so? And Mr. I wonder Sherlock if you'll Holmes. indulge my yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> this would have been a great episode of Sherlock Holmes yeah. or book or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Well. Remember there was a story a few years ago about a lady, this is real, you can look this up, folks, a lady who um, sat on a toilet for like two years and then her skin started to grow around the lid? Yes. Well, I'm just throwing it out there, Mike. I wonder no. if there's a little bit of balazzo skin starting to creep its way around the lid and no. uh, locking you in there like a seatbelt. I highly, highly... Highly doubt that is happening. Well, it's worth thinking about, you know. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not worth it, thinking well, about. Well, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is. Well, we'll see. You know, in on here we're, we're here in Ontario, and I mean, knock on wood, uh, they're loosening restrictions, and the cases are kind of going down and stuff. So, yeah. so uh, we should be able to, you know, go out pretty soon. <laughs> so we'll see uh, if if you're if you're. You know, if you've grown into the toilet or, or not. Right. Oh, by the way, um, did you hear the, the news today that uh, the provincial government of Ontario announced that... Uh, so, the, uh, the economy is slowly reopening and restaurants mm-hmm. and bars are going to be able to open um, patios for people to yes. eat and drink uh, in a safely distanced manner. However, Can't the government... to get out there. The government announced that they are going to uh, enforce a ban... On people singing and dancing on patios. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is. Whenever you walk down Queen Street, you know you walk by the Black Bull or yep. something, and all those people are on that patio. Those bikers, and it, it, you know, and they're all kind of. It, it's it's like a, a scene out of uh, The Hobbit. Yes, everyone's sort of holding big mugs of <laughs> ale and singing those drinking doing songs. Doing a dough. Yeah, yeah, singing classic Canadian uh, English Canadian uh, drinking songs. Yeah, you know, I'm almost glad well, we are in Ontario. <laughs> um, that's a bold move by Doug Ford. Wow, I drink a toast to your health in Ontario. Airy, 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 oh, hey, everybody, <laughs> dance now. Uh, that won't be happening this summer. From Tobamori to Windsor, <laughs> all the way to Ottawa, Ontario, Ontario. Um, Everybody, do the Ontario yeah. dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing says, uh, yeah, singing and, and dancing like uh, Anglo-Canada. You know, if um, well, what what's your take on that, Mike? Are you pissed about this? Uh, it makes me feel glad to be, you know, still uh, sheltering in place. Because uh, you know mm. that when I have a few, you know, sips of uh, wine, or if I have a bit of a mojito, you know, my toes start a tapping, and I start whistling and clapping and snapping, and next thing you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm up on the table singing a song from, you know, the uh, mm. Great American Songbook or the Golden Age of mm. Broadway or, you know, even just making up my own uh, silly song off the top of my mm. head. Like, Whose Line? Yes, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yes. You mean, you, you, you missed the end there. Do you think they'll put um, signs up on Ontario uh, patios that have a picture of, like, Ryan Stiles and Wayne Brady with an X through them? 
Oh, I mean, anything could happen. It's it's like we're you know becoming the Gilead here. You know, like, yes. Without singing and dancing, uh, yeah. What's next? You know, yeah. presumably improv. Yeah, the arts are under attack. <clears throat> they really are. Yeah, they really are. And with no stand-up shows going on, there's no truth telling being told. Yeah. Very sad. Well, um, how was your week? I guess I, uh, I was just gonna go there. <laughs> I was going to go there. Oh, I love um, that phrase. And me too. Yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, my week was interesting. Uh, you know, last uh, last episode, someone asked me what was up with Pavel, my son. Yeah. And it really was impactful for me because I was like, shit, I have not. I mean, I hadn't even thought about him in, like, a good year and a half. <clears throat> and I certainly haven't talked about him on the pod. It's tragic. Well, you know, busy life. <clears throat> but, uh, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to check in on Pavel. There's been a pandemic, and I don't know what he's up to. So, I, you know, I should be a good dad and uh, send him a little message and have a Skype with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Check in on my son, you know? <clears throat> so I couldn't remember his Skype address, but I kind of, like, was pretty sure i remembered so i typed it in press call and uh you know this little brown haired kid pops up and uh i was like pavel and you know he was kind of quiet and mumbled something i I couldn't really understand but i thought maybe he's just being a sullen teen and you know mumbling i can remember my sullen phase yes yes we all can so I start chatting with Pavel over Skype for a good, you know, couple hours, and I'm I'm really telling him what it means to be a man and to, how to grow up and how to shave, you know. <laughs> I even gave him the birds and the bees talk, all that. Really? Over Skype? And uh, Over Skype, yeah. Well, wow. you know, I had a lot to catch up on. Yeah. Anyway, suddenly this sort of uh, dude pops in the background, and he, he's looking at the screen, he's looking at me, and he's... Seems really mad and weirded out, right? And kind of yelling, and uh, and it wasn't English. The, the yelling. Oh God! And I realized, like, I realized, fuck, this isn't Pavel. Oh no! So I just been skyping with some kid. I don't know where from for like two hours. Oh. And I guess his dad came in and was like, who the hell are you Skyping with, man? Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. When did the father walk in? At what point in your uh, Skype conversation did the dad come in? I was explaining the difference between Tinder and Hinge. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. No. I know, and I was like showing him who I'd matched with and stuff. Fuck, it's really bad. Wait, you didn't recognize your own son's face or, or voice this whole time? I haven't seen him in years. Okay. I don't know what he looks like. I mean, I know he has brown hair, and he sort of, like, vaguely looks like me, some white kid. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> but other than that, I don't know. So I, I typed in what I thought was his Skype, some brown-haired kid answers. You know, it's a bit dark, and he's kind of mumbling, so I just yeah. thought, okay, I guess he's, you know, turned into sort of a weird teen. Yeah. Lo and behold, oof. Oh, so my God. I don't know God. what's going to happen with that, but... Let me just say that's uh, that's yeah. so funny. I mean, I feel for you, but it's also funny. And let me just say, you do not explain the birds and the bees to another man's son. That is a big no no. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I did. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what this guy's going to do. I don't know. 
I don't know. I hope whatever country he's in, they don't have a Dateline NBC type situation <laughs> because oh, I don't know. To Catch a Predator starring your new victim or your new uh, per, uh, predator, uh, James. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's obviously not the case and it was a misunderstanding, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not good. Not very 2020, good. 2020, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's funny. We caught up now. Uh, and um, before we go any further, um, first of all, we'd like to remind the audience that uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, if you do feel so inclined uh, to help us out, you can go uh, mosey on, mosey those buns on down to uh, patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And uh, please, if you feel like it, help us out. If not, just keep listening to the to to the regular show that we do. Um, but I bring this up because we have a question from a Patreon subscriber that came in too late to be included in last week's uh, episode where we did it. We opened the digital mailbag and we answered all of the questions. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we play that now? Hi, Mike and James. I'm Marissa Shepard. I'm a Patreon from Cleveland, Ohio. I sort of missed the boat on sending in a question for the 150th. Sorry about that. But first of all, I want to say huge congratulations. And second of all, I know you said we could send in questions for future episodes if we wanted to. So I'm going to do that. I have one for Mike and one for James. Okay, so Mike, I'm wondering if you have a favorite 18th century Hungarian opera. And if so, if you could sing a little bit from it for us. But if not, can you imagine what your 18th century Hungarian opera would sound like and sing a bit from that? Okay, and James, I see you as somebody with a kind of performative machismo, but of a nymphomaniac really hard for me to relate to. So can you tell us what movies have you cried at, particularly children's movies? Okay, thank you both so much. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Marissa. That uh, is a great question. Marissa Shepard from Cleveland, Ohio. You know, until right now, I didn't know that anyone in Ohio even uh, knew about us. But I guess we're we're stars. Well, they do. There. You know, I've been to Cleveland. I saw. Uh, I went to a baseball game. I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? It was fun. What was? I did. Yeah. What was? It was your, honestly true. What did with Tom Henry? With Tom. Oh, two of the biggest rockers yeah. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was the best thing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh man, boy oh boy! Or the worst thing. Oh yo yo! Honestly, I mostly just remember uh, getting Tom to film me uh, making a vine, like <laughs> outside of it, was a big a one, and it was a very funny vine where I was d- fake drumming outside of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and like oh, air guitar. No, wow. so that <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they if that's how Cleveland promotes it, like make a vine outside, right? But, but it was it worked for me. Well. You know, Michael, it's a short drive. It's a, Cleveland is like a five or six hour drive from Toronto. I would love to visit sometime. And you know, you should. Um, now that you've mentioned this vine, I'm going to make it my life's uh, goal to to try and uncover and find that vine of you acting a little silly in front of the rock and roll. Oh <laughs> yeah, get it out there. Do they have a cafeteria? Like, did you have a rock and roll sandwich or a rock and roll pizza <laughs> or? Um, yeah, I was thinking about the uh, the Ramon salad or uh, the U2 tuna sandwich. Yeah. I think I had the U2 tuna sandwich, yeah. Prepared according mm. to Bono's favorite recipe. <laughs> uh, but um, enough about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, the question, what is, because I am, I am of, uh, I have some Hungarian blood in my body, it's true. Mm-hmm. Marissa, uh, what is my favorite 18th century Hungarian opera? Uh, 
Well, this is an easy one for me to answer. It's also a bit cliche. Uh, it's a bit of a trope when, you know, most people feel this way. But my favorite uh, 18th century Hungarian opera would be uh, composer Ferenc Urkel's uh, crowd pleaser Georgi Brankovich, which is, of course, about the famous uh, medieval Serbian despot who fought with the Ottomans and I believe was ruler of Hungary for a time. And uh, I just love that one. I always go back to it, whether I'm vacuuming around the house or cooking or just sitting down with a nice, you know, glass of wine at the end of a long week. I always crank uh, Georgi Brankovich on my stereo. Um, by the way, James, did you know that uh, the medieval Serbian despot Georgi Brankovich, he was always fighting with the Ottomans back in the day? The Ottoman Empire. Was he? Yeah. And um, the Ottomans actually conquered large parts of uh, Eastern Europe uh, in the medieval times. And uh, that could explain maybe uh, some of the intense Islamophobia that exists in, in Eastern Europe even to this day. Wow. Did you ever think about that? Yeah, well, no. I mean, to be honest, uh, I haven't really thought much about Hungarian opera ever. But thank you for that info, I guess. Typical guy. <laughs> uh well what about the singing are you are you gonna sing it or that, what oh uh, i couldn't i mean i'm not i didn't warm up my voice properly for for singing hungarian opera um but i, I guess mean, I, I guess i could do some uh okay here's from okay. act two of georgi brankovich and that's i'm i'm not a native hungarian speaker it's a very difficult um almost isolated language but uh here's from act two uh, please uh, bear with me um what? As I said, I hadn't warmed up properly, but it's it sounds much better when professionals do it. Wow. I'm not sure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um So there, Marissa, there you have it. That is my favorite Hungarian opera. Uh, and my, uh, you asked me a question too. Okay, what uh, movie have I cried at? Great cue. I'm not an emotional guy. I'm not in touch with my emotions. I'm more of the type of guy that, you know, I shut them off uh, because I think that's a healthy thing to do, uh, especially when you're you're a guy like me who's all about uh, strength and showing strength. But I will admit, I will ma- admit, I did cry once during a movie, oh. and uh, you nailed it. It was a kids' movie. It was Frozen Two. Really, I didn't know I this, did, James. I, I did cry during Frozen Two uh, because of the plot and the and you were touched by the characters and their journey. No, actually, no. It actually had nothing to do with the movie or anything going on in the movie. Um, oh, I uh, actually cried because uh, I was supposed to be on a date at that movie, and the date stood me up. And oh god, this was a period where I was I was uh, feeling extremely extremely horny, and uh, I know other people can relate with me. And I had matched, like, I had actually paid, like, thousands of dollars to uh, get someone to hack into the Croatian dating, uh, the Croatian version of Raya, the exclusive dating app. Oh, right. And, yeah, so I uh, I actually was on a date with this, um, yeah, Instagram model from that part of the world, and uh, she, she bailed on me. And I was just so upset. It, you know, I spent all this money on the hack. It was Raya. It was, you know, and... Um, yeah, I just weeped. I weeped in the chair, just thinking, you know, 
how horny I was. So that's, that's pretty much it. So I'm just trying to picture you. You paint an interesting image of you. I'm imagining you're in a packed theater. You know, the Frozen movies are very mm. popular. I imagine it was maybe mm. a matinee. Um, am I right? It wasn't a matinee or? Yes, it was. It was. So you're sitting there maybe surrounded by families and you're, as you said, you were very horny at the time mm-hmm. and who knows what's inwardly not outwardly so you didn't have a bulge you know in your okay okay but, no but mike just, but i just was sort of sad you're you know? sitting there just weeping with your head in your yeah. hands because not because of what's going on with olaf and the gang on the screen but because you're uh you're, you're horny yes that's exactly what happened amazing so, yeah but uh but great cue there and if um if you, dear listener, ever have a question or a comment, uh, you can send them in any time. So send us a tweet at LTPodmess, and we'll talk about your comment or answer your question or really anything like that. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. Hmm. So let's uh, quickly move along to our segment. We've had quite a long uh, intro, <clears throat> so let's, let's, uh, let's move on to the segment. Oh, did you just have a stroke there, Michael? Da, 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 da. Uh, it feels like yeah. I did. I just I, I couldn't find my well, words. In all seriousness, you may have. I may have. Because you're not, not in a lot of good shape. Yes. Um, so, you know, uh, turn on the news even for one second, you'll see that uh, large parts of the world, America, Canada, the UK... All around the world, people have taken to the streets to protest uh, police brutality. And part of this movement, uh, I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime, there is now a a call, because of this movement, to defund and abolish the police. And uh, we have been paying attention to this, James and I, and uh, so we decided to put together a segment uh, that addresses this topic. And this week we'd like to do a segment called... The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess presents, here are some other jobs cops could do, possibly, after we abolish the police. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and I, think, I think we're doing a service here, really, if anything, yes, right? absolutely. People are going to be uh, out of work, and we're, we're saying, hey, maybe try this. We should charge do for this. Do you want to go for it? <laughs> well, you're, you're darn right. Uh-huh. Uh, do you want to go first, Mike? Sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm trying to think of transferable skills for police, right? Uh, and immediately what comes to mind, you know, they're authoritative. They're very decisive. They like to, you know, tell people what to do. And uh, they don't care about emotions. They're, they're more about, you know, law and order and uh, efficiency. So I think it's only natural if they abolish the police for a bunch of former officers to launch new careers as Broadway directors. Because Broadway directors also have quite a reputation for being just tyrants uh, during the rehearsal process, uh, during the note-giving process. They have no problem herding around large groups of people and telling them exactly what to do, where to stand, and what to say. So I think it's, it's only natural that cops become Broadway directors. I like that. I like that. Thank yeah, you. I mean, yeah, I, I've always, there's a lot, yeah, it's always, that seem, just seems right. You imagine the director of uh, Noises Off or something being <laughs> a, a New York City cop. Makes a lot of It'd sense, Mike. It'd be good, Mike. yeah. Uh, here's a job suggestion I have. Haunted house worker. Oh. You know, you ever go in one of those haunted houses and there's some sort of leather face type guy reaching out and grabbing your legs and going, Argh! Yeah, um, I just think you know that kind of fits in with the mo kind of um, 
you know, being a bit spooky and uh, a bit intimidating. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, just grabbing you. Right. They can blow mm. off some steam the, the way they used to on, uh, on the beat. Exactly. Right. Just kind of beating people up. Okay, my second um, idea for a job that a cop can do once we abolish the police. Um, you know, these guys, they are... Nine out of ten cops, you look at them and you go, who are all these Adonises? They're in peak physical shape. They're very, very built. They exercise nonstop, not an ounce of fat on their bodies. And I'm thinking, don't throw those good looks and those these perfect physiques away and, you know, use them for good. Use them to make some money. Shake what your mama gave you. Become a clothing catalog fashion model. I'd love to see the cops all get some headshots and then start, you know, walking the catwalk and getting uh, deals to be in uh, fashion magazines and catalogs. It'd be wonderful. Yeah, like that that video I saw recently of that uh, cop yelling about uh, they're not getting any respect. He seems like the kind of guy you could see in a Sears catalog or, uh, you know, JCPenney. Rocking yeah. some chinos or uh, a tight. <laughs> pair of jeans or you know <laughs> uh my uh, second suggestion um well we you know we know that uh, police uh seem to have displayed uh, bad judgment so i thought i'd, I'd make an answer uh, a suggestion here that's a little bit of a satire ready for this michael okay bad judgment how about an nhl referee Oh, God! Or a baseball umpire, <laughs> or a basketball referee, because right. these guys also... Referees in general. Yeah, you know, not good judgment. People yell at referees and they say, what are you, blind, or what are you, an idiot? Because mm-hmm. they don't, you know, they, yeah. And then the cops would be like, what do you want, I'm a cop! And then they go, okay, we get it, sir. We get it, sir. Well, that's funny. We get it. I can already yeah. see we're going to get emails about that one, but it's very funny. I know. Yeah, I love living on the edge and, and um, you know, being controversial, yeah. but I just, I can't resist sometimes making a little satirical joke. Right. Well, God bless you. Uh, yeah. Um, so my third and final idea for uh, new career options for police once we abolish, uh, you know, the, the law enforcement agencies. Um, these guys, what do they do when they're not, you know, out there... <laughs> Uh, chasing criminals or you know fighting crime or going to court they're sitting in their cruisers more often than not uh, having a snack or eating a big meal they also just visit a lot of restaurants uh, a lot of downtime in police work so i think once they're not fighting crime anymore put all that experience and all that you know knowledge to use these guys should all become restaurant reviewers you know Mm. for newspapers or blogs put that experience to work a lot of these guys are, you know, v- brilliant writers, and so it'd be interesting to see what they could, you know, scribble down uh, d- to recommend uh, restaurants or to critique them. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Very good. Uh, well, here's my final, uh, my final suggestion. How about cosplay models? Okay, you, you sort of said magazine models. I'm going to say cosplay, but cosplay of things like say the orcs from lord of the rings uh the <laughs> lannister army or ganon or the worst villain of all if you're a video game player 
Yeah, I'm talking about Tom Nook from Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, you know, I yeah, Aaron Eves is going to laugh at that one. You know, <clears throat> yeah, I just think like, you know, when you see these police in these videos, it's definitely a bit of an orc vibe, would you not say? They're kind of... That's the body know? type, yeah. And the, the... Yeah, body type, attitude, you know, maybe... maybe Feeling, maybe, yeah. Maybe brain power. Um, so I just, you know, that could, you know, these, these cosplays people they make a lot of money really you know you, you put your pictures on oh yeah they have there's patreon for people doing cosplay oh well so it's, it could be a good profession i mean what's the average cop salary two hundred thousand dollars a year as long as <laughs> as long as you know their <laughs> patreon can uh, beat that why not do it <laughs> it's a great job and yeah. uh yeah i agree i agree well i guess that's the segment eh michael we have done a service to police departments around the world by mm. presenting this segment and um you know feel free to use our suggestions boys and girls absolutely yeah. uh all right well why don't we take a break and come back with our hot guest knock knock who's there who's there uh peep Peepoo. Peepoo. Uh, you guys oh, said God. Peepoo. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> That's Disgusting. That's like, <laughs> That's like a joke you'd read in Fangoria magazine. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Monster Peepoo. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we started off this segment a little unconventionally with a disgusting uh Knock knock joke, but uh, you probably, if you've heard this show before, you recognized our guest's voice. He is a stand up comedian, he's a podcaster, he's an actor, he's a writer, he is a poster, and he hosts a podcast called Happy Good. Please welcome back to the show. I think he's been on the show more than any other guest, Mr. Chris Lock. Think big time. Yeah, guess who's back? Chris yeah. is back. Guess who's back? Fastest Guess rapper in back. Canada. Guess who's back? Chris, we we talked earlier this week, and I sh- I believe, and mm. I showed you th- mm-hmm. uh, the Scatman's other song, right? Scatman's yeah. World. Yeah. Have you heard that one, Mike? Welcome to Scatman's World. I think I have heard it. Yeah. Because Bryn Potty, <laughs> who has all of the, the hottest news about Scatman, probably told me about it. Okay. Well, anyway. How you doing, Chris? Good. How are you guys? What the hell, man? Woo! Woo! Loving life. It's so nice to, <laughs> to still have it. Everything is nice right now. <laughs> Nothing is crazy. It's Remember really... T- everything is relaxing yeah. right now and fun. What? What were you going to say? Remember, like when some celebrities died in 2016, and everyone was like, "No, 2016, this is the worst." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now it is much worse than that. The years literally keep getting worse and worse, and I think that people need to stop tweeting about the year in general. Hold on one sec, because mm-hmm. cat is scratching to get in. One sec. Stop 2020. This I'd like to get off. Is- yeah, this is highly unusual. We're uh, watching Chris on Skype take his earphones off and uh, do something with his cat. Not 
exactly, um, this is not exactly Nightline, okay? No. Uh, not exactly the most professional uh, broadcast. It reminds me of that BBC reporter whose child interrupted the uh, broadcast. Oh, yes. This is my, my life now. I keep doing, like, Zoom shows and podcasts, and either the cats want something or my kids want something as soon as I start. I'm screwed, man. 2020 can't be over soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> if one of your kids comes in, I would be ha- we'd be happy to talk to her. Okay, I saw um, someone yeah. tweeted the other day uh, saying, "Like, <laughs> I can't believe we have to go through all of this without David Bowie." Uh, like, you know, no. the economic collapse, COVID nineteen, all the protests and everything. And I and then I was thinking, like, well, if he if he had still been alive, David Bowie probably would have immediately died of COVID nineteen. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. A great oh, point, you pretty things. <coughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am, for the ventilator because I'm suffering from COVID 19. Down and down. I need a ventilator. <laughs> I'm having trouble breathing today. Oh. <laughs> uh. No, he's really... David Bowie is one of the people that is lucky that they are dead right now, for sure. Let's breathe. <laughs> Put on your red shoes and breathe today. COVID-19, move to the left. COVID-19, move to the right. Oh, you COVID-19. Did either of you see that David Bowie is exhibit when it was uh, in Toronto or or in New York? No, darn it! No, <laughs> I missed it. Well, now you'll never see it because of Mister COVID. This uh, is ground control to the coronavirus. <laughs> huh? It's not something to joke about. We're all gonna get it. Or we're all gonna die. Now, can we move on and have fun? <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I wonder what kind of music is going to be, uh, you know, put out there after COVID. COVID or, core. Or, or, you know, is Macklemore mm. going to do a COVID song? I don't know. I hope so. Name one song by him. Uh, well, he had one, a, a, a sort of progressive song that I forget. And then he had the one about thrift shop. I don't yeah. know any of those. Macklemore had a song about saving money and going Looking at old that's vintage his, are clothing? You me, that's his most famous song. It was like, uh, it was a famous song. I like to wear ironic t-shirts from the 80s. My name is Macklemore. <laughs> is, is Macklemore out there protesting? Do you guys mind if be. while we do this podcast, I also check my OnlyFans account? <laughs> sure. Yeah. How many, how many are you following? I'm following about 26. <laughs> 26 i'm helping out 26 lovely ladies right now yeah um it's really nice do oh they're good for do you only fans people like if you have an only fans do other only fans people just like get to see like do they trade passwords to like uh see each other's stuff is that like the the code the only fans code I don't know. Yeah, I guess I should have rethought the question. It wasn't very good. 
<laughs> OnlyFans is like, <clears throat> yeah, I think you go on and then uh, they show you their butt. <clears throat> you think. <laughs> yeah, I think. 26. I follow 26 accounts. <laughs> and, uh, and do they know? Every they account know is just photos and photos and photos of of uh, big round butts in dirty bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> with messy beds and books and garbage everywhere. I think uh um, when when you have an OnlyFans account, you when you get inspiration to take a pic, uh you you get impulsive and you have to take the picture of your butt right away. You don't even clean up your room before you do it. Interesting. So it's a lot of sort of amateur amateur boudoir photos. Is that sort mm-hmm. of what you're saying and I think oh, so. Okay. I think so. I follow 26 <laughs> accounts. I follow 26 account. I follow um at jelly belly. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be an You guys follow jelly, jelly belly's only fans? <laughs> so it's like the jelly beans but they the cartoons but they have boobs and butts showing. <laughs> That's my fetish is jelly belly jelly beans sexualized. <laughs> the Keebler elves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, why Keebler did you elves. bring up the Keebler elves? They might have been into each other. I don't know. What did they do? Live in a tree and make bake all day? Yeah. Yeah, the Keebler meet elves. They're not meet, out there oh, meeting other people. Yeah. I know. They're horny as hell. They're lonely, dude. The Keebler Elves were in isolation before all of this pandemic <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Hey, we're the Keebler Elves. Yeah, they were ready we were in COVID. isolation before it was cool. <laughs> hey, we're the Keebler Elves. Look at our butts in this hollow tree. <laughs> For nine ninety nine a month, you can watch me and the other Keebler Elves get naked and have sex. Hi, we're the Keebler Elves. When we're not making cookies, we're taking pictures of our huge dicks. <laughs> For a hundred dollars, we will fuck the Pillsbury Doughboy. Ah <laughs> oh, man, a hundred bucks. Well, I gotta do it. Support, support all your cookie making elves out there. This is fun. We're just riffing about uh, outrageous ideas. Well, that's because we all went to Second City University. <laughs> And gradually, <laughs> graduated cum loud. Uh, <laughs> at Second City, they called it cum loud because everyone was having sex with each other. I'm surprised that's not a, review, a name of a Second City review. People got you the know? idea to make the TV show Sex in the City from hearing someone say how much <laughs> sex they were having at Second City. <laughs> that gives me an idea for a show. <clears throat> sex in the City. No, no. Se- Anyways. That's what happened. Second City canceled. You know how we said we loved each other in that sketch? Oh, I love you for real now. That's what happens at Second City. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what's a crazy thing? So we're living in extraordinary times. I don't know if you guys are watching a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, news, but I was watching CNN the other night. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. I'm not making fun of it, but I've never Don seen Lemon. I've never seen this happen before where when they hand off like from one show ending to a new show beginning, Chris Cuomo handed off to Don Lemon and they both said like, "Yeah, I love you. I love you too." Why are newscasters in any other period saying like, 
I love you. Here's our... <laughs> yeah. After everything I've seen in the news for the last three months, especially in the last two weeks, where my eyes are melting and I'm full of fear, I'm full of terror, anxiety, I'm reading so much, I'm trying to learn everything, I'm trying to cram as much information so I can be of service, be of help. Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon saying I love you to each other on the news is actually the greatest sign of the end of the world that I've seen so far or heard of. <laughs> That's actually the scariest thing I've ever heard of. And now this over to you. CBS, this is a CBS Evening News with Dan Rather and Connie Chung, and we love each other. <laughs> good night and good luck. I love you, I Don. Love you. I love I'm you too, Chris. I'm married to Maury. Well, I still love you. This is Peter Mansbridge with The National and uh, Ian Hannah Mansing. Before you sign off, I just want you to know I love you. <laughs> you know what? Peter Mansbridge did love Wendy Mesley, and I know that for a fact because they were married. Uh-oh. Oh, my gee. And now she is well, in maybe. trouble. <laughs> She's canceled. Is Chris what Cuomo married to Don Lemon? I think he... <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy Mesley, the famous okay. Canadian journalist, she mm-hmm. was on a broadcast a few weeks ago, and while quoting someone else, she read an uncensored quote and said the uh, the one word that no white person should say ever, let alone I on see. the air. And uh, and her handlers or producer she, didn't mm-hmm. uh, maybe counsel her that maybe you should uh, censor it. Yeah. Ah. Wow. I see. Well, well said, Mike. I put you in a really awkward position there, Certainly and I think did. you handled that really well. Like, uh, yeah, you did not get canceled. You handled it like Woo. a gentleman. I love you, Mike. I love you too, yeah. Chris. And James, I love that you <laughs> put me in a position to, to allow me to show my skills. <laughs> Great broadcasting skills. I hope, honestly, I hope after the quarantine is over, the three of us take over CBC News. <laughs> Oh, and actually be cool for once? Yeah, I want... This city needs... This country needs cool news. What the hell? I mean, we got Canada Land, but that's it. You were on Canada Land, weren't you? You were interviewed. Yeah, Kevin interviewed me, not the main guy, Jesse. Mm -hmm. I once said to Mike, I wonder if we could get the Jesse guy Mm. on this podcast, and he's like, I don't... I doubt we could. Do it. He's a big get. He exposed... What did he expose? Doug Ford or something? Or no, Gian Gameshi. Gian Gameshi. Yeah. Did were you afraid at any time when Canada Land was interviewing you, Chris? That like maybe they had like a bombshell question to ask you at the end of the interview <laughs> that was going to uh, expose Quick you. Question, Chris. How do you have you heard of the website OnlyFans? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're looking here, and <laughs> you are the subscribed to the most accounts in. Canada. We see you commented yeah. under the Keebler Elves account. Good uh, question, Chris. I know you're happily <laughs> married, but it it says here that uh, you're being sued by OnlyFans for owing them two million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only person in OnlyFans history to try to pay by check, and uh... <laughs> it bounced. I tried to pay by barter system. I tried to send my OnlyFans accounts cookies I made myself. <laughs> well, um. All, all, the only thing I'm ever scared in, uh, day in and day out, even being on this podcast right now, is coming across uh, as dumb as I am and proving that I am dumb. And I feel like I do that anyways, so you just got to roll with it. You know what I mean? I don't think. Well, you're dumb. I don't think of you as dumb. Yeah. I don't, I'm, Michael. Oh, thanks. Guys. For once, we're I on the same you. page here. I don't think Chris is <laughs> no. dumb. No. We don't oh, have thanks, dummies guys. on this you. show. No dummies allowed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dummy bears. What are, 
What are you what are you most dumb about, Chris? Pff, math. Ask me any math question right now. <laughs> Six times seven. Six times seven, forty-eight. <laughs> he's, he's right. He's wrong. He's right, he's wrong. He's everything. I can't forty two dumb about it. I can't forty two? Forty two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I can't remember any math. I and if I had a kid who then had, had to ask me for help with homework, I would just start, I would burst into tears probably because I don't know how to help. Well, them. my oldest daughter is four and a half right now. And I, there is times where I'm thinking, and she's really bright, luckily. I don't know where she gets it. But she's, uh, <laughs> she's. Your mom? I d- yeah, that's from, yeah, Kathleen. But like, <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm honestly like. <clears throat> After she turns five, I'm out of her league now. I can't help her with anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, we're on the perfect level. I'm like, the sky's blue because it's awesome, don't you think? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I like this. This makes sense for me. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it is awesome, Daddy. <laughs> and she's playing, uh, she's playing Zelda with you, right? Well, we finished. Now we're playing Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, nice. Does she find yeah, a I, game like Luigi's yeah. Mansion scary because she has to put herself in the shoes of an Italian man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, um, yeah, she <laughs> does say, like, why does he talk like that? Um, and I, I got to say, like, I don't know. He's funny. He's a foreigner. But, uh... <laughs> and he's coming onto the TV to take your job. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I love you guys. Um, I, I, I love think you it's too. funny to say. Uh, and now over to Don Lemon. I love you. I love you too. Stay safe. We I may love not you, be Don. able to do news another day. And now with the latest, it's news. so apocalyptic to, for newscast broadcasters to say "I love you" before. Yeah, a news that's segment. true. If they're saying "I'm I love you," things are bad. Yeah, but you know what? CNN is definitely you know left leaning, gr- good stuff, whatever. But they are super sensationalist, and they love mm-hmm. exploiting paranoia and fear. So I wouldn't put it past them that saying "I love you" <clears throat> to each other is a fear tactic to make viewers be like, "Oh my god, this Whoa. is serious." I wonder. We have to say yeah. we love each other to everybody as soon as possible. Do you think they're gonna have to like "I love you" is gonna? Um become just like normal and they're gonna have to like find like sensationalize that to instead of saying i love you they're gonna have to like ramp it up a bit to like i want you (laughs) i need you (laughs) yeah we're just gonna start seeing their dicks pressed against the screen (laughs) like dick said he dick pics and now to hand off my hour to don lemon uh i'm gonna just unzip here and we're both going to mush our dinks together uh for a little bit yeah now coming up is Don Lemon, and, and just to switch off, I'm going to pass Don our child we made together so he can hold it now during his segment. And Wolf Blitzer is going to make out with both of us while we hug. <laughs> no one says I love you to Wolf Blitzer. How come no one says they love me? This is Wolf Blitzer in the Situation Room. <laughs> this is Wolf Blitzer, still single. Tonight's top story, looking for love. <laughs> Can't find it anywhere. <laughs> Forty-eight percent of Americans still say they don't love me. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, I think if you're a news, like a lot of newscasters are hot, men included, and like I think would find it very easy if they went to a bar, like I and mm-hmm. had a drink. I bet people would come up and hit on them. Yeah, Wolf, maybe not so much. Wolf isn't exactly. We should. We should. 
I don't know, get some opinions on this, but I don't think people want to jump Wolf's bone. I didn't know, James, that you were so anti-Wolf. This is a revelation. I just don't think mm-hmm. he's good looking. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Fox? I was like, I wasn't super into politics uh, when he blew up. He blew up around um, 9-11, right? And uh, the post 9-11 stuff. <clears throat> and uh, for some reason, for the first year or so, I thought he was a White House uh, correspondent or press guy. What what are those guys called? You know, like press secretary. Sean Spicer type. Yeah, I didn't know. He, like, I didn't. I don't know. I was just just because, like, as soon as nine eleven and then the follow to nine eleven, people were like making fun of Wolf Blitzer all the time. I I had to think that he worked for George Bush. But anyways, <laughs> do you think when nine eleven happened, Wolf Blitzer was like he clocked what was going on and realized this was his like uh his like his like ticket to stardom, and he was like, yes, go wolf, go wolf, go 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 wolf. <laughs> And he does the hand, the yeah. arms out, going in a circle. He's walking around Go New York, wolf. smiling and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would explain why every time uh, they would show live footage of insurg- a new uh, attack in Afghanistan by insurgents, he would do on air a karate cook and go, Kia! <laughs> in celebration. <clears throat> but I don't think, did in Toronto, did in Canada, did we have CNN during 9-11? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't watch it. I wasn't connected. I didn't have cable back then. I was like a bum. I remember yeah. being a kid and watching uh, CNN's coverage of the Gulf War. Mm. Whoa. Which was 91. Classic so. Oh, yeah, but you guys had uh, satellite, didn't you? Yes, we did have satellite at my house. Hey, everyone my listening, da- James's parents had satellite. Ha, 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 ha. Did you have the Playboy dad- channel? <laughs> yes. My dad would get the American, like he'd kind of like get the gray gray area kind of semi illegal, uh, you know, American nice. satellite. So uh, yeah, so we got can everything. He, can can he retroactively get arrested right now? I really hope for not. you saying that. Hey, let me ask you no. this: Were you ever left home alone with just you and the Playboy Channel all weekend? <laughs> James, you have to <laughs> answer a, truthfully. It's an inside joke about someone else. No, um, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I checked it out many a time, but you know, there was a lot of other people in the house. I mean, I'm sure I was thinking about it mm-hmm. constantly, the yeah. trying to find opportunities, but it wasn't that easy. But you know, in that age, mm-hmm. you can't blame a kid that age. Like, if you have, if you, if there is access to that stuff, you just have to accept that that's all they're going to think about is trying to to access it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember At a certain age, 13, if I, 14, 15. If I saw nude boobies when I was a a teen, I would have exploded. <clears throat> exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Not even I'm not even talking sexually. I would my whole body would have turned beet hot red and I would have just exploded <laughs> into a, a million uh blood red blood cells splattered all over the living room. For some reason I saw it in the living room. Yeah. I remember trying to download an image or, you know, find images on the computer, dial up internet, taking forever. And then finally the image uploaded and it was a clearly photoshopped nude photo of Tiffany Amber Thiessen. <laughs> and my heart was pounding. Who's that? And I didn't. Oh, from, my. Uh, Kelly, Kapows- Kelly Kap- Oh, okay. Yeah, Kapowski, is it? Saved by the Bell from, uh, and 90210. Yeah. And my heart was pounding. <laughs> and then I'm like, can I get in trouble for this? Like, with the law? Like, like I was so scared. I didn't, like, I, I looked at it and then turned it off in fear. I, my, she was de- yeah. my version of that was, like, going over to a friend's house. And it took, like, three hours for a doctored picture of, 
uh, topless Dolly Parton to load. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it took forever. It took literally 20 minutes to see nude boobies when you were like 14, 13. And now you can see boobies so fast, it makes me mad. When I see a picture of boobies pop up on the internet now, I go, go to hell. <laughs> Slow down. It's too much. Slow too, down. Too f- Take it easy. Why do you have to appear so fast? It's all about the I anticipation, the- kids. Yeah. You have to you have to climax before the boobs are revealed. Um Yeah. When the when you actually see the boobs, it's a downer because you're already done. Remember when but the thing is is <laughs> Oh go on. <laughs> New Zealand has a commercial out now. I don't know if you saw it. It was circulating around Twitter. You saw it? I Where did. it's about like porn stars show up to a kid's house to teach them about how a real relationship would go. And it was like a public service commercial because kids are only learning from this fast, insane world of fetishized, insane Pornhub porn now that I guess they go out into the real world and they meet someone and instantly try to spit into their butthole or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And so like now New Zealand is like, we have to teach children to uh, grow up to be like, do you want to have at least like a hot chocolate or? (laughs) <laughs> um hey there uh, before you spit in my butthole do you think we could at least have a hot cup of cocoa <laughs> you know that old uh doo-wop song and then he kissed me in 20 <laughs> in 2020 the song is and then he spit in my butthole um no actually that's a 2015 song 2020 would be crazier what would 2020 would be Oh Something about a stepmom and sister, <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. and then, and my then stepmom my... and brother had sex. It was a weird. And thing. then my stepmom's head got stuck under the sink. <laughs> you know what the weirdest genre in my mind? And I don't mean to judge anybody if you're into it, but uh, smoking porn, where it's like, oh, I hate. Oh, that. it's a girl smoking. Mm-hmm. Oh. That is such a uh, interesting uh, specific fetish, I guess. You know, lots of people. Yeah, I've seen that. the The girl is smoking while maybe uh, servicing the man, giving him a BJ, which is nice. Thank you very much uh, to anybody who does that for anybody. But uh, but do you know how many chemicals are in that hot... smoke? Yeah. First of all, oh my. I, yeah, I definitely worried alert. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm worried about the woman's health first and foremost, especially during these times of this lung disease pandemic. But also the glowing red hot. Uh, ash, the burner of the cigarette is so close to the dinky. Like, get that out of here. Yeah, like, maybe that's part Great of the point. appeal, the danger of it. What's oh, the danger? Yeah. Well, I've, it's mm. you know, it's like uh, what's next? A fetish where uh, a a clown is juggling <laughs> flaming torches near your dick. <laughs> it would be bad if the woman got confused too and sort of uh, tried to give a blowjob to the cigarette and then. <laughs> Try to inhale the penis. <laughs> Blooper look real. There's a uh, fetish now that I'm not into, that I'm not into at all on Pornhub, where a girl is giving you a BJ, and at the same time, she's bow hunting deer. <laughs> <laughs> so while she's giving the man a BJ, she's pulling back on a crossbow. And shooting an arrow very close to where your butt would be. Did you guys see, I forget which city, which protest it was, 
But there was some guy who was like a Trump supporter who showed up to a Black Lives Matter protest, this old white guy, mm-hmm. with a crossbow. Did he change his mind? Did he change his mind? Well, he was he had a crossbow, and then people started yelling <laughs> oh, at him, and then he started like pointing the crossbow, and then he got the shit kicked out of him, and it was the funniest I, thing. That's really enjoyable. What about Chainsaw Man? Should we take Chainsaw Man down a notch? Uh, Remember the guy that showed up with a chainsaw and told everyone to get the hell away? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, the N word. Yes. You didn't see that? Was it Leatherface? Uh, Mike, I, I like Donald yeah. Trump and I am Leatherface. <laughs> he probably yeah, would Donald Trump speaks to me. <laughs> I'm the forgotten man. Yeah, sure. My ma- face is a mask made out of a pastiche of human skin. He's done a lot for the economy. <laughs> he buys a lot of our cannibal chili. Um, <laughs> when when the news said briefly that it 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 thought that you could get reinfected with coronavirus, I remember reading yeah. that one morning and being like, "Fuck!" And I was so depressed all day. But apparently, that's mm-hmm. not true. But like, it's tough right now. You read one thing and you go, "Ooh." Let me ask you this, if both of you, if the coronavirus was in human form and touching it, you couldn't get the coronavirus, what would you do to that human form of oh. the human manifestation of the coronavirus? I'd, you know what? First off, <laughs> I'd, it'd be like in a cell in a dark room with a spotlight oh, on it. I'd yeah. create that situation. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if he's t- hands tied behind his Talk back. coronavirus. Or, or maybe his are loose. <laughs> what? Yeah. Talk coronavirus, spill the beans. Yeah. yeah Where's exactly. the money? And then and then I think <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I don't know what money you're talking about. I swear I don't know nothing. Yeah, we just mess with his mind. Where's the fucking money? Imagine I don't know, we I don't know what money. Imagine we he wouldn't tell us anything and we gave it truth serum and then all of a sudden the coronavirus is like, Yes, yes. I wanted to hurt you, okay? <laughs> I w- <laughs> All right, I admit it, okay? I wanted to make everybody sick. I don't know why. I'm a freak. Arrest him, boys. But, I mean, he already is arrested, but charge no, him. No. <laughs> I wanted to make everyone sick. Now, please, show me that video of the girl smoking and giving a BJ. I need it. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> I wanted to make everyone sick. I don't know. Maybe it's something about me. I guess I just thought if everyone else was sick, then I'd be finally accepted. <laughs> No, but I cut you off and we made a whole play about it, but you were... My whole life, I've never been normal and I've always felt like an outsider. (laughs) So this was a way to level the playing field, do you see? You you don't know what it's like being the coronavirus, seeing everybody in the playground having fun and playing without you? It's not easy being... (laughs) Really focusing on kids. (laughs) I think it's because I have two daughters and I worry about them all the time. Oh, yeah. I can see the coronavirus physical embodiment looking like powder. <laughs> oh, from the movie. Yeah. Oh, I was picturing yeah. that stupid like ball with the spikes on it that everybody oh. sort of turns into a cartoon oh. these days. <laughs> oh, okay. Or is that COVID-19? What's the diff? I don't know. Oh, I know this. I know this. Who is? I would say coronavirus is the virus and COVID-19 is the condition the virus gives you. Yeah. Okay. And, and also, we should say because we got personal, we uh, acknowledge that we have friend Zoom meetings and message groups, etc. I would also like to point out to anyone listening right now that out of the friend group, James is the coronavirus expert, constantly giving us 
graphs yeah. and good news to look forward to in the future. Scientific based evidence news. <laughs> this is true. I've been following uh, ep- epidemiologists on Twitter and I share the info with, with my friends. See, even you can say uh, epidemiologist. Yeah. You're like the Dr. Fau- well, Fauci of uh, our friend group. Even though you're not Italian, you don't speak with the Brooklyn accent. You have more of a Southern Dr. Ontario Focaccia thing. Dr. bread. Hey, we did Dr. Fauci impressions last time I was on. Hey. <laughs> have you re- heard that like Trump is, hasn't been like, he just like dropped Fauci and like they don't talk anymore? Fauci must the be. The whole United hey. States has dropped anything related to COVID-19. My God, can I um, can I answer a question before yeah. we move on? If if who, yeah, oh please. sorry, and I also who do yeah. I think coronavirus would look like if it was a person? I think it would look like Vincent Vincent Schiavelli, who played the guy the the ghost on the subway in the movie Ghost. Remember that guy? Definitely. <laughs> oh my oh, God! Oh, I could not forget That's that really guy good. if you tried. That guy is a weird looking guy. He's uh, Dude, which one? It's got to be said. He's the definition of which the phrase one? "interesting face." Can I just say that? Yes. Oh, definitely. A face you're not going to forget. Yeah. A face that'll make you sick. A face that... <laughs> <laughs> he was scary on that train. Get off the subway! Do you think when yeah. Vincent Schiavelli was born, was his mother looked at yeah. him and was like, uh, Doctor, can we try again? Uh, I'd like to send this back. When he was born, she was like, A character actor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the guy from Hills of Eyes. You know that guy? Which guy? The guy with the... Uh, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's in the Hills of Eyes and Weird Science. He's got the like long, cone-like bald head oh, okay. with the sort of... Mitt, oh, yes. Does he look like know? Chunk? He was in the X-Files. Yeah, he looks like a real Chunk, but not as like... They call me the real Chunk. chunk. <laughs> but I, I'm going to throw... Oh, he's also like got a bit part in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Hmm. I think both those wow. guys do. It was like a real who's who of freaky like actors. <laughs> yeah, the background actors of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest <laughs> all became popular character actors in the in the nineties. Did you guys know but, uh, else? But when he was born, for sure. Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I'm over. I'm talking over you. I apologize. No, I'm done. I'm done. I was just gonna say. I'm just gonna throw out another random uh, who coronavirus might look like. How about? Vincent Gallo. Remember, remember that guy, that actor? Definitely. Brown Bunny. And speaking kind of, of BJ's. Sleazy looking guy. Speaking of BJ's, he had a real BJ in yes. his film. And then I don't know, I never heard of him making a film after that one. Brown Bunny. Yeah. Was it just an excuse to have a damn BJ? <laughs> Chloe Savigny did it. Chloe Savigny. And it was real, yeah. apparently, right? Yeah, it was real. It's all a big long con for him to get like a damn BJ. <laughs> Wouldn't you be mad if your if your girlfriend got a part in a in a movie and then it's like, oh man, it's one of these ones where you have to give a real BJ. You have to give a, a, a real BJ <laughs> to Vincent Schiavelli. Can you believe this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's the ghost, uh, the subway ghost in Ghost. Oh man. Yeah. Listen, you're not give holding the me ghost back a from real my BJ. <laughs> uh, it's in my contract that I'm not allowed to give a ghost man a real BJ. <laughs> Did you guys see this thing? Someone on Twitter last week posted a uh, an old uh, Jack Nicholson interview where he talked about how he had a brief nudist phase, and it was with Playboy magazine, Ooh. and he was like, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I once decided I would get over uh, being self-conscious about nudity, so I did an experiment. I decided to wear nothing. I lived mm-hmm. here in my house as a nudist. It was summertime, so warmth wasn't a problem. I did it for three months. 
uh, or so in the 60s. Once I decide something, I don't do it partially. So when I did this, I was nude no matter who came by. Then the interviewer was like, who did come by? And Nicholson said, all kinds of people. Roger Corman came by and didn't like it much. (laughs) I wasn't throwing my wang around or anything, but it startled him nonetheless. My daughters, understandably, didn't like it. (laughs) He really said that? If I had an interview with you, I uh, I would have done it nude. I found it very comfortable. And then Playboy said, did some visitors embrace it? Did some join you? And he said, Harry Dean Stanton loved it. He couldn't wait to get over and be nude. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Roger Corman didn't like it much. Yeah. My daughters don't like it. Dad, could you please put some pants on? No, I'm trying to be comfortable with my body. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Dean Stanton is like how nude I was. (laughs) I think I know who he, he's still alive, but he's really old, right? I think I know. No, who that he guy just is. passed away. Like, oh, he just. I know year. who it is, though. That's gross. Yeah, he's the best. Him and Jack Nicholson just being nudists. No, I love out. it. I'm sorry. This is where we disagree, James. But I will tell you one thing: Playboy is really good at getting out the intimate details of <laughs> d- different actors' lives. <laughs> Do you ever notice that? There's this one guy who's on Silicon <laughs> Valley. They know that show. <laughs> oh, Thomas Middleditch. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thomas Middleditch, he did a big expose on being a swinger, and uh, and then he's married, <laughs> and he told his wife that he was he had to be a swinger after he got married, and now apparently they're divorced. She couldn't take it, take the heat. Uh, he was dipping his the? he was dipping his uh, wick in everybody's wax. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he married what an uptight woman. <laughs> Yeah, she's uptight. She's not progressive, in my opinion. <laughs> if I got if I got married to a woman and then uh, afterwards told her that I'm all about orgies and swinging, <laughs> and she didn't go along with me, I would give her a really hard time. I think that's stupid. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm big in the poly swinging community. I mean, it's kind of. Uh... <laughs> You know, if you're not doing it, you're missing out. I, uh, Here's the thing. I, when I'm having sex with someone else, be it male or female, I don't give a shit. I go crazy. Uh, the thing that makes me feel comfortable the most is knowing that my wife is behind me pushing my butt in and out with her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I need my wife to help me do it or else it's not the same. You understand? It's like a, she needs to be yeah. there. A duo. Yeah. Well, I, it's like it's like a log. Uh, it's like a lumberjack sawing. The saw through a giant tree. Uh, my wife needs to be pushing my butt in and out of and, the. Yeah, and when you're doing this, do you like hold? Do you hold your wife's hand, or do you say anything nice to your wife while you're doing that? Faster, or? faster. <laughs> well, I don't mean to steal the copyright from CNN, but I do tell her I love her. <laughs> do I, I owe them money so now? You know what I heard? Um, and maybe you... I say I love you, Chris Cuomo, to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard that the entire cast of Silicon Valley in their contracts they had to mm-hmm. be swingers. And yes, I'm talking about yeah. Kumail, Zach Woods, mm-hmm. Martin Starr, um, and even Jimmy O. Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also that other boy who's from the show who got in trouble a lot for having a raspy voice and and. Uh, Yelling at people. Oh, T.J. Miller. What's his name? Yeah, T.J. He's a really good guy. The thing is, is uh, (laughs) I feel like Kumail got ripped lately. Did you see those pictures of him? Yes. He did. They're incredible. He's literally got a perfect body. 100% opposite of my body. I'm really embarrassed of mine. Mm. 
but his has to be for showing up at the orgy and making the whole orgy stop fucking and go, <gasps> oh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. When you were, Although, when you take off your polo Ralph Lauren robe and you reveal your chiseled body, sculptured body, Chris. Although you know, if you read his his Twitter persona, he's mm-hmm. still the same nerd. He still loves video right. games and mm-hmm. superheroes. He's just probably you know ate no carbs and worked out hours a day for months, mm-hmm. and is extremely ripped. But he's still a nerd, Chris. Have you ever? Yeah, he's like, hey, you might want to melt hot. Butter on my body and let it drip down my abs, but I still think uh, Han shot first. (laughs) Chris, can I ask now? You you just said that you feel like Kumail has the exact opposite uh, body of yours. Have you ever thought of using this to your advantage and marketing yourself in your comedy career Mm -hmm. and your acting career? Is like, uh, don't Mm -hmm. call yourself Chris Locke, but call yourself like tonight only, one night only. Reverse Kumail. I would love that. I would love that. Um, Kumail in reverse. Yeah, like flabby Kumail. (laughs) 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 I'm not even that flabby. I'm just like big and round, you know. But um, no, you you look strong, Chris. I've always maintained this. I am strong. I'll kill you. Yeah, you're not sort of like a a flab guy at all. No, I'm not flabby. I'm just like uh, I think I'm a party animal. Let's put it that way. You could probably lift a piano. I I I think. You look like you could take down a tree with an axe. You do. I could. And here's the thing. And I've done it with a chainsaw, too, by the way. But here's the thing. One thing I would do with Kamel in real life is have a piano off. Who could lift up the piano? Mm. Um, I would more. love to see that. Because... What if you and... But he has a beautiful body. It's an inspiration. What if you... The guys on Silicon Valley are really an inspiration in all accounts. They're very good. What, what's your guess? Do you think Do you think Kumail has played Imagine on a piano or knows how to play the song Imagine? <laughs> I'm going to say I, I think he has. I'm sure it's the only song he knows how to play, and I'm sure it makes him cry every time he does. <laughs> I bet he plays it, but not with his hands. He plays the keys by flexing his pecs, and so he uses his nipples oh. to, to play the whole song. He plays his pegs. <laughs> hey, uh, Chris, you and Kumail, mm. this is just a wild idea. Are you familiar with yeah. the Laurel and Hardy uh, classic film, The Music Box, where they have to move a piano uh, up some stairs? Yeah. What if you and Kumail do a gritty reboot of Laurel and Hardy's yeah. The Music Box, uh, where it's mm. you and Kumail moving that piano up those stairs in Los Angeles? I would love that. Honestly, I'm not joking. We have... We have connectors in Los Angeles that could probably hook that up. And we're and after we get off this Skype, we should talk to them and say uh, it's time to do and, uh, it. Yeah, how would we make yeah. it gritty? Um, also, I wanted to say there's another celebrity that I'm a mega fan of that has been inspira- inspiring to me th- through this whole time. And I just found out because you, the three of us, like we're we're being a little coy about how the classic nerds we are too. We're mega. S- Ghostbusters fans, right? Yeah. Well, anyways, this huge actor that's been on Twitter throughout the whole pandemic, inspiring us like crazy. Yeah. He reunited the original cast of Ghostbusters. Did you see that? Josh Gad, you're talking Josh about. Josh Gad. Yeah. Yeah. The voice of mm. Olaf the Snowman from Frozen and Frozen 2 yeah. is killing it on Twitter right now and being just <laughs> really inspiring. And yeah, I I think- I've seen some videos of him cr- crying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
I well honestly when the pandemic happened, I thought I want to cry. And then of course <laughs> I thought better of it. And I'm like, no way. I don't I can I, like whether there's a global pandemic, a disease, or whether there's race riots and all this unjust uh civil upheaval social upheaval in the world right now, there's no way I'm gonna appear weak. Now is the time to appear strong. And then this giant a comedic musical singer man showed us that it was okay to cry by filming himself crying on his cell phone in Hollywood. And I'm telling you at his beautiful home, it impacted me. Yeah. I can't even explain. And then ever since then, he's feeling it worse than anyone. He's got it worse than anyone right now. It's true. He's not making movies. What else? I don't know. Can I say something? Like what he did. I don't know if he's getting interest on his, like on the money he has. He he made, he did the impossible. He made crying cool. You're right. You're right. That's right. I would, you can cry and skateboard now. (laughs) Yeah. It became trendy. I saw a rock band. I saw a rock band had a big hit and they're all crying while playing. Yeah, I know. Um, um, apparently, uh, when Eagles of Death Metal, when those terrorists came in Paris, and you know that horrifying experience, they didn't cry because they hadn't seen the Josh Gad video yet. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I heard that that mm. guy Jesse, whatever from Eagles of Death Metal, he tweeted yeah. after he saw the Josh Gad video crying, and he he tweeted, mm-hmm. "Where was this a few years ago when I uh, could have really used it?" <laughs> um. Now, the, the only problem with Josh crying so early horrifying. in the coronavirus, uh, uh, you know, pandemic mm-hmm. is that, you know, things have gotten worse since he cried. He blew his load. Yeah. Too early. Mm-hmm. So it's like you've, you've blown your load yeah. here, buddy. Like, what are you going to do now? He has to you got um, the ante. We're just weeping on your hands and knees at this point. Okay. You know what? I'll tell you what he... I, okay. I, <clears throat> keep talking because I'm going to find... There's a few tweets that he put out recently that... I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, you can't come back from this now. You can't. How are you going to save us this time? And uh, let me just see here. Do you think he'll? Well, cry? first of all, he, he reunited the original Ghostbusters. Like, what are you going to do? Do you think he'll cry to the cast of Ghostbusters? Uh, um, yeah, that'd be cool if he did. If he cried and, for and them. anybody who loves Ghostbusters is crying right now. Um, uh, do you guys remember this song? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Oh, you know what? Great song. He t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do makes that. me feel good. It's such a great. Uh, <laughs> it's a great movie, and the more they keep uh, raising it from the dead, the better it gets. And the longer mm. they refuse to let it just stay in the past, uh, it's the better it is for everybody. Busting. Yeah, makes the me more feel enjoyable good. it is as a topic. Yeah, definitely. There was a. Um, there was a. Uh, Oh my god! Anyways, there was a uh, a lawsuit that Huey Lewis in the news. I want a new drug. Yes. Yeah. Did you know about that? Yeah. Oh my god, no? man! What happened? Ghostbusters is a ripoff of Huey Lewis. I want a new drug. <laughs> Think about it. Ghostbusters goes like this: and I want a new drug goes like this. Oh, I want a new drug. <laughs> and part of the lawsuit well, that... was that Huey Lewis huh? in the news, yeah. they wanted as um, as a settlement, they had asked that that uh, Ray Parker Jr. no longer use that 
song, that the movie changed the song, and that mm-hmm. Huey Lewis be allowed to administer a lethal injection to Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Did they really is do, the, change the song? No. Can is it is it true? Is it really true that that Huey Lewis is mad at Ray Parker right now? There was actually well, not now. Yeah. Oh, is yours? Well, ago. he's mad at wow. him again because of Josh Gad. He brought it back up. He oh, brought the, I see. He, Josh Gad literally reunited the Ghostbusters to parade them around on Zoom in front of Huey Lewis's face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this one's for you, Huey. You can suck my butt. That's my Josh Gad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike, you mentioned, uh, we've mentioned Playboy and Dan Aykroyd. Did you guys know that Dan Aykroyd was on the cover of Playboy once yep. as a conehead. Yeah, yes, he was. And as I was, oh. I was googling that because I wanted to talk about it to make sure that was that was correct. And as I was googling Dan Aykroyd on the cover of Playboy, guess what other comedian, and he's from the '90s particularly, was on the cover of Playboy once? Is it male comedian? Is it Mr. S? Jerry Seinfeld. Mr. S. Not kidding. Google oh. It. Was Jerry his girlfriend Seinfeld, Shoshana the centerfold? <laughs> she was too young. I don't think so. <laughs> was he eating cereal and saying, "I like Superman"? <laughs> well, he's in a he's those in are a, a phone all, those booth, are all right? These things. He's in a phone booth surrounded oh. by babes. But Dan Aykroyd is on the cover of Playboy as Mr. Mm-hmm. Conehead with Pamela Anderson, like during her yeah. like. An, Peak, I guess you call it. Yeah. Imagine you buy that. You buy that. You're, you're, you like Coneheads and you think, oh, I'll buy that Playboy. And then you flip mm-hmm. it open and the center fold is just Dan Aykroyd with a conehead and his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, it's like, oh, God, I thought it'd be an interview. You're like, I yeah. guess I should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I feel obligated to masturbate, but it just feels so odd. <laughs> yeah. I guess. That's what a lot of people couldn't see during the film and the initial SNL sketches was there's nipples on top of those cones. We are from mm-hmm. France. That was the big joke in the 70s that the cone yeah. had said they were from yes. France. Dan Aykroyd is mm, my hero? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite Ghostbuster, Chris? Uh, this is a question we always ask each guest on the show because it's such a big part of uh, Western culture, the Ghostbusters. Well, going with the theme of what we've been talking about over and over again today, I would have to say it's Dan Aykroyd because it was Ray, because Ray actually got a BJ from a ghost. And I'm not sure if I can remember it correctly or not. I think that ghost was smoking while it did it. Oh, <laughs> right. You know? That's where so there you go. That was the birth of that, uh, that whole genre. Yeah. When they cut this part out of the original Ghostbusters, Josh Gad knows, but he's the biggest fan. But the thing is, is they cut this out part out of the original Ghostbusters. When he wakes up and sees he gets a a, a BJ from a ghost, he goes, "I'm not gonna bust this ghost, but I am gonna bust." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a scary right? movie. Wow, it was scary. That movie was actually written by. Um, what's her name? The girl who wrote Juno. <laughs> oh, Diablo Cody. <laughs> Diablo oh, Cody wow. wrote Ghostbusters, yeah. I mm-hmm. think there was another sex scene in Ghostbusters, I remember. I think Egon uh, had sex with a ghost, too. And then mm-hmm. as he's having sex with the ghost, he goes, this is highly illogical, <laughs> but I'm loving it. 
But what? He, what would he say? But I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm, yeah, he, he realized he loved it, even though it was, like, confusing. Yeah. <laughs> what are this some other... This defies all science. Yeah. This makes no sense. Ghost plasma should not be able to interact with the male penis like this. Does not compute. Who am I to question? Oh, oh, oh. What? No, wait. <laughs> Egon talked like this. Hmm. This defies all... Like, he was really deep and oh, slow, right? Oh, you're right. Do you remember? You're right. Harold Ramis, R.I.P. Josh Gad, why didn't you get Harold Ramis? Oh, I, I remember. Um, who are some other move, uh, movie casts you guys would like to see Gad reunite? Um, and let your imaginations go wild, please. Okay. Oh, I'm going to say a couple that you wouldn't even believe that I was a fan of. You'd be like, okay. oh my god, I forgot about those films. You're a hardcore fan. Okay, ready? Okay. Indiana yeah. Jones. No. Oh. Yes, I'm a nerd. I like those movies. <laughs> here, insane. here, here. I got another one that I got I got another one that you probably forgot about forever. Okay. But I'm a nerd because I like it specifically, so I remember and I think about it all the time. You ready? Yeah. Back to the future movies. That's impossible, oh. I imagine. I mean uh... <laughs> Wow. Chris, you're like you like weird, like bizarre, like forgotten corners of pop culture. <laughs> I'm a nerd and I obsess about this stuff. I paint pictures of cartoons all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I think that Josh Gad should uh, reunite? Uh, the cast of the 2019 movie Captain Marvel. Oh, that would be cool. I'm going to say, how about the show Wings? Okay. Oh, that, Remember there Wings? There was a girl on Wings I don't that know I had why. a mega crush on. Oh, Chris, uh, the blonde girl or the uh, No, you the, and I, her sister? James, James, it's hilarious. You and I are so <laughs> far apart on what kind of girls we have, ladies we have crushes on. Um, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. Oh, no, of... you're right. Aha. There's <laughs> her name, Chris. No, no, I like the redhead, the redhead lady. Oh yeah, that was her sister, I think. But I, I remember there yeah. was the um, there were the the brothers Joe and something brothers, and then there was Lowell, the handyman who was kind of a dope. There was Manuel. Oh, wasn't yeah, but he one? became a huge Antonio. Hollywood star. Yeah, Ned and Stacy. He became. Yeah, but Thomas also Hayden the wine Church. sideways. Yeah, he became my hero when it came to. Um, Wine movies characters that I look up to. <laughs> mm. Guys, what if Josh Gad you know who- reunited the mm. cast of Faulty Towers, the classic Britcom? Oh. You guys know about that? Man. John Cleese, Manuel, and I gotta tell you, man, we're we're missing sports right Major. now, you know? Not a lot of sports on TV, you know, it's really hard. But yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, not a lot of boxing right now, uh, but man, J- John Cleese is taking a beating in, out there in the ring. I got to tell you, <laughs> they're really going it's after true. in the, this corner, the, weighing the in at ninety three pounds. John Cleese. <laughs> when you get over eighty, maybe you shouldn't be, uh, you know, giving your opinion as much. Both him and Terry Gilliam have canceled themselves recently. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys think of this as an impression? Major from Faulty Towers. <laughs> well, Faulty? What's that, Faulty? Oh, I see Faulty. Well, Faulty? 
Right? That's really good. Thank James, you. how do you not mm-hmm. do that uh, at birthday parties? You can have a, a real ah. lucra- lucrative business playing major. I wonder how. Okay, here's my impression of faulty. Well, it's it's a hotel major. <laughs> so just check in and stay in the hotel. Check in, Faulty. I I I I don't know if I can check in. What does that mean? It's just a regular hotel major. Stop making it so difficult. Hotel? I thought this was a bus. <laughs> no, it's not a Bus, uh, hold on, Manuel, uh, stop uh, <laughs> monkeying around. <laughs> <laughs> he was Polly! about to blow. I don't know how he held it together. It was too much. Everybody around him was a goddamn moron. And, but also yeah. Manuel, though, because he he sort of was mm-hmm. the receptacle for all of, of Basil Fawlty's uh, suppressed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pent up rage, and he unloaded on mm-hmm. on Manuel. Manuel just must have been—he must have resented Faulty, and he must have daydreamed about just, just eviscerating him, and you know, yeah. destroying, roundhouse kicking him. Yes. Well, there's a deleted scene from one of the episodes. There's only like six episodes, right? Um, That's the British so style. It's crazy. <laughs> six episodes, and then, yeah, hide. I guess, but. Um, there is a deleted scene where <clears throat> uh, Basil Faulty um, imagines dressing up in full on um, what's it called? The sword fighting. What's it called? A suit of armor? No, uh, fencing. Yeah, fencing. Heard... Fencing gear. Right. And uh, he fences Manuel to death. Classic British style defeat. <laughs> you know, um, fencing is. You know I'm who... really, I'm really impressed with how much. The British love fencing. It's like a game of chess to them. It's it's real art. There's a real class to it. Everybody does really, it there. It's so stupid and boring. You know who is the best Faulty Towers character that always gets overlooked? Whoever is usually people's like sort of secret favorite. I have a Basil I have a, the Faulty. cook. The cook. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. <laughs> he has like straight brown hair, yeah. and he's in like maybe three episodes, <laughs> just going, "I can't make this fast enough. You gotta be kidding me." Yeah. There's one where he gets drunk. Actually, to be honest, whenever the cook's on, you kind of go, ugh. Yeah. You don't want that guy touching your food. (laughs) No. Tell Basil I can't make Waldorf salad. (laughs) Why don't they do... Because so John Cleese is in trouble. That's hilarious. Right? Because uh, Faulty Towers is not exactly woke by today's standards, and there was an episode where he said the same word Mm -hmm. that Wendy Mesley said, but maybe... Wow, I don't don't remember that. Maybe they can rehabilitate Faulty Towers by like rebooting it and getting like I don't know have the character of Basil Faulty played by like Samuel L. Jackson or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You know he would be good at that uh, to be honest. But it's still set. Yeah. You just have to be able to yell at everyone and get yeah. mad, and he's pretty good at, at playing those parts. Yeah, yeah. It's a motherfucking hotel, Major. <laughs> <laughs> it's T. I'm not gonna do his accent. It's tea yeah. time, motherfucker. <laughs> Have you guys ever watched um what's it called? Ah, I'm this beer has made my brain dumb. Garth Hold on. Have you been drinking place. a beer this whole time? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cheers, cheers. 
God damn it. Jazz Falls! Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Dark Place is very funny. There's an episode where Stephen Merchant plays a, a chef that gets mad because everyone's lining up to whatever. And uh, But one of the gags of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place was bad overdubbing. And it was so funny. Rewatch it because Stephen Merchant is running, flailing his arms in the air. And you just hear his voice like VR or whatever. What is that what it's called? ADR? Yeah. Um, ADR. ADR. <laughs> Not virtual reality. Yeah, <laughs> ADR of him going like, Jesus Christ, son of a bitch. It was really funny. Uh, Everybody listening, go watch that. It's the best. Son of a bitch. Well, there you have it. It's Uh, our top Britcom recommendations this episode, number 151. Uh, If you have any Britcom recommendations, feel free to tweet us at LTPodmas. I remember remember the, 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 you know, Saturday nights on PBS, they'd really load up on those Britcoms. Yeah. Black Adder. Remember that -hmm. that show Britass? It was about like a guy who ran a fitness club or something. No, like a getaway weekend retreat. No, uh, keeping up appearances. Remember that one? No, was that Hyacinth? She, was it was the woman who never who never wanted to appear uncouth? Oh, and her name was Hyacinth Bucket, but she'd say it was Hyacinth Bouquet. Oh God, uh-huh. I remember. Are you being yeah. served? I'm gonna look it up constantly. And that one like last of oh, the yeah. summer wine with Judy Dench, but. I think there were just like three episodes of each of those that they would just run again and again and again. The one, the one that had a lot of episodes was "Are You Being Served?" That was on for like fifteen years. Wow. Yeah. And I think they made a movie. Imagine we've definitely talked about it on. Imagine here. going like getting excited yeah. and then waiting and then seeing the "Are You Being Served?" movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw the Beavis and Butthead a sitter, movie. Or, you know. Yeah. I saw the Crystal. Beavis and Butthead movie as soon as it came out. I saw that too, but it's nice. there's something that makes more sense because it's for kids. Whereas, like, are you being served? I feel was aimed at adults, although although maybe it was for kids. I don't know. Hmm. I've never seen "Are You Being Served." Are you kidding me? Oh, you gotta watch it. This is a theme song. It's like first floor stationary blah blah da 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 going up third floor machinery going down you gotta oh, wow. watch it james you have brit uh, so you watched you stayed up late watching pbs in the 90s hell yeah but it wasn't late it was probably like seven to nine or eight to ten and what were you doing, eating franks and beans or something? <laughs> I was eating a roast. You have relatives <laughs> in Britain, right, comes. James? Did you ever receive, like, uh, as gifts for Christmas, your birthday, like an Are You Being Served toy or a T-shirt <laughs> or... Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, remember those spitting images? Uh, yes. <laughs> puppets, I got them for all the Are You Being Served characters. <laughs> what was the name of the lady with the, the green hair or the purple hair? Miss Brahms, I think. Guess who was the host of Spitting Image? Who? Fred Willard. Oh, the American one, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, there was a British one. Uh, uh, Who was the host of the British one? Boy, I don't know. I just remember there was like puppets of Prince Charles being like, Diana, yeah, they were in a Genesis video. Land of Confusion. Yes, exactly. The, the land of That's confusion. I mean, I'm sure this has been something people listening have been wondering. 
If you're wondering who made the puppets of the Land of Confusion video by Genesis, they're from Spitting Image. We'll put a link in the show notes. Did um, I? I wish that Spitting Image was still around because it'd be fun to see what they would do with um, Prince Andrew's uh, predicament these days. Oh, yes. If they would have like a dead uh, Epstein puppet, like a ghost who would visit him, and uh, it'd be very yeah. fun. Also, they'd have a Trump puppet that was not puppet. Trump pump. <laughs> they would have a Donald Trump puppet that. Puppet that is not as funny as Trump. You know, some things are too yeah. crazy to satirize. That's the thing. <laughs> why did he? Why did he even address going down that ramp? Like, did that? I don't quite get that he's, one. I guess he just walked down it slowly, and but he's stupid for even addressing oh. it. It looks like a normal to me, kind of. I mean, the glass thing is weird. What does he have? He needed two hands to hold a glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's weak. He's so, dying. Is the idea people think he's like sick? Yeah, people want him to be sick bad, I think. People are people need uh, it. Not me. I don't wish ill will on anybody. I love everybody. Just so the, the election the sorry. Just kidding. No, no. The election's gonna be one guy who's ill and one guy whose brain is deteriorating. One guy who's physically Great. ill, one guy who's mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I heard Trump <laughs> uses he has to use two hands also to aim his you know what when he's at the urinal. <laughs> During the debates, Trump is going to be in a wheelchair, sitting in a wheelchair, and Biden is going to have a tiny wheelchair on his head like a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mentally ill, Jack. (laughs) Listen, fat, I'm mentally ill. (laughs) Where I come from, people are mentally ill. Wow. Well, we've had a nice hour and eight minute conversation. Okay, we got some good juice in there. Yeah, this was Chris. We uh, Chris is our regular. Chris is is the is the regular. What else? What how else can you we put it? You know, he's Norm. You're Norm. Yeah, I'm Sam, and you're Rebecca. And I'm Mm -hmm. uh, who was uh, uh, Cliff. You're Carla. No, I'm Cliff. Mike, you're no, or you're Cliff. Yeah, you're always with your facts. Yep. Droning on and on. Yep, yep. I'm toys. Sam. I'm always like, oh, I'm gonna gotta get laid here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then Chris is, uh, well, it's Chris Norm, or or maybe Chris is Carla. I don't know. Mm. Remember that well, Cheers I'm... episode where Norm went to the bathroom? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they kept asking if he's okay through the door. <laughs> Yeah, he just has diarrhea one episode. <laughs> a whole episode. Nah, of- <laughs> nah, man, you all right in there? Hey, uh, Normie, yeah, uh, apparently nah, uh, if you're in the bathroom t- for too long, uh, the CIA uh, plants a bug on your bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to be honest, though. Norm Reed's is a guy who might have... You know, it wouldn't be a great situation when he goes to the bathroom. Let's just be honest. It was probably a nightmare. No, when, he's sick. Yeah. yeah. George went. Okay. Well, the whole last season of Cheers, uh, the, one of the, like, the B-plots was, uh, what are we going to do about Norm's gout? <laughs> <laughs> and also... <laughs> he thought he was going to get... The, 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 the whole the season finale of Cheers <laughs> ends with Norm getting his feet cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Remember how the one uh, um many had hoofs put on the bottom of his legs like a goat. <laughs> Norm. <laughs> Imagine. Click. 
clop, clip, clop, clip, clop. Here comes Norm, yeah. clipping and clopping. I wish that'd be funny if the devil looked like Norm naked. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, the devil yes. would would. Uh... Well, listeners, yeah, the devil's always portrayed as handsome, but really, it should be someone who's not like maybe you know not exactly eye candy. Vincent Literally, Kumail Ninjani has the body of the devil right now. The, big, mm. the, the devil has those same abs in all its depictions. Absolutely. A lot of beautifully ripped men have the body of the devil. Um, yeah. That'd be funny. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was that it, he is just naked Norm from Cheers. <laughs> oh, my. Write it down. Write it all down. We're all going to be able to do stand-up again soon, I bet. We're going to hit the clubs. We're going to have a good mm-hmm. time. Uncensored. Uncensored. Oh. No rules. Mm-hmm. Edgy. Edgy comedy's coming back. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris, <laughs> right. uh, you, mm-hmm. you got your podcast, Happy Good. Yeah, Happy Good it's, with it's... Chris Locke. People like it. You know what it is? It's a half hour every Monday, every week. Spend a half hour, 35 minutes with me, and you relax, you laugh, you feel good, you take your mind out of the craziness of the world, and you just disappear for a while and have a good time. And the music underneath is by musical genius Drew Smith from The Bicycles and Bunny and Dr. Ooh, and it's really a lovely place to be. And I've got a Patreon for it with special interviews that uh, people go and check out, the hour-long interviews kind of in the vein of how Utopia to Me used to be. And people are saying really nice things about it. So, yeah, thanks wow. for bringing that up. You guys have to be a guest on it ASAP. Yeah. For sure. Well, now, I'll- when you say you listen to it and you feel good, I'm starting to wondering, mm-hmm. wondering is this dirty talk? <laughs> are you doing dirty talk? Uh- no, I, I save all my dirty talk for when I hang out with you guys. This is the horniest uh. episode we've ever done. It has been. No, I say you yeah. feel good because you go to nice places. You think of my lovely ah. stuff. The other, the last, okay, this might make you think of horny talk, but it's not. The latest episode, episode nine that just came out, talks about jello a lot. Strawberry oh. jello. Mm-hmm. Yum. I can't wait to hear You can't see video. me right now, but uh, listeners, but I just started drooling. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. It's a good one. It's well, my well, livelihood no, right now. No, check it out. We're we're uh, mm. you know we're on the same network. We're really the shows are really cousins, if anything. Yeah, you know? I know. Sonar. Or even siblings. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we'll put the uh, yeah, the uh, link in the show notes for Happy Good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. We'll do it. Well, Chris, have a great uh, rest of the evening. And uh, in- hey, happy 150th show anniversary, <laughs> last show. Thank you. Oh uh, boy, Chris! Thanks so much for coming on. I uh, love you, and uh, you know, I I, I keep bring, I keep I talking because I don't want it to end. But uh, I yeah. guess we I love end. you, James. It's nice to talk to you, friends Chris. in these oh, horror. Forget it, Mike. It's t- nice to talk to friends in these horror times. Yeah, I know. I know. It's mm-hmm. been a terrible, terrible few yeah. months. Yucky. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll get better. <laughs> see you, Chris, and see you, James. Whee! Until next time. Uh, don't go anywhere. I've got my eye on you, James. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! 
Hello, everyone. This is Chris Locke. Thank you for allowing me to drip into your ears like some sort of sentient syrup goo from Mars. This is an invasion. I'm here to promote my new podcast, Happy Good with Chris Locke. Subscribe to it now because it will make you feel good. It's about forgetting all the craziness, the nonsense, the stress, and we relax together and laugh. It's a silly stream of consciousness guided meditation to make you feel good. And it's on Sonar Network. Listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts or on Sonar Network, but subscribe and come along with me because it will be fun. Thank you.